you're looking for one of the most beautiful and playable custom acoustics on the planet, look no further than Ed Rice at Toeir Guitars. Ed is a true artist, transforming exotic woods into magnificent, sweet-sounding instruments. Go to toeirguitars.us, that's T-O-I-R-G-U-I-T-A-R-S.us, and contact Ed today. Hey everybody, Brad and I want to say thank you for listening and thank you for the support. Please continue to listen and share this podcast on all platforms that you can. And if you'd like to support us monthly, we're set up now where you can go to anchor.fm slash Recording, hit the support button, 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 per month. Any amount would be greatly appreciated. Now back to the podcast. Top Hill Recording Podcast, episode 148. What's up, Neil? What's up, buddy? Man, you can catch your breath yet? Low energy. <laughs> i get there. Yeah. No, I have well, not caught my breath yet. By the time you have a bourbon, man, you, how many packages do you think you're delivering today? A couple hundred today. Yeah, we're up. Yep. We're Christ- back. Christmas time for the postman's no fun, is it? Nah, it's all good, man. <laughs> delivering Christmas cheer, it ain't no big deal. All right, Brent. It's a long day. Good to have you back in the house, Brent. Glad to be here for another podcast. I always feel weird in this setup talking to you when you're behind my back. <laughs> and we've got, man, I don't know if we're starting something here, if they're going to be like our uh, Christmas visitors every year now or what, but we've got <laughs> the Highlanders band back. Welcome, guys. Yes, sir. Having us. Love Glad Top to Hill in the holidays. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Top Hill in the holidays. That sounded so, pretty good, didn't it? Got a ring to it. The Highlanders band was our New Year's Eve release last year. Oh, yeah? Which yeah. means they were here about this time. Probably so. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So it's been about a year, and you guys have had a had a pretty busy year, and we're yeah. anxious to hear about that. Yeah, definitely. Before we dig in, though, uh, you guys brought us, I think, two bottles of bourbon. We've got some Bullet Single Barrel, and what else do we have? Uh, little Evan Williams 100 Proof, only the nicest uh, hey, bottle man, of bourbon. I love Evan Williams so 100 Proof. Evan Williams is a good go-to. I love I it, I love Evan Williams 100 Proof. Yeah. That's, that's uh, in the house. Uh, most of the time. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers everybody. Cheers. Appreciate y'all. Christmas band. Before we get into uh, what's been going on with you guys, why don't you go around the table and introduce yourselves again to the listeners. Sounds good. Um, I'm Colin O'Daniel. I do lead vocals or co-lead vocals, I guess, and then uh, guitar. Uh, Beck O'Daniel, Colin's little brother. Um, I do co-vocals as well and play mostly piano, little guitar every once in a while and write most of the songs. I'm Jake McKean, and I'm not related to Colin. I don't know why you went in here with I'm, I'm little brother. Uh, I do uh, lead guitar. Uh, I'm Connor Goldsmith, and I play the drums. I'm Cole Apple. I'm the bass man, and I do backup vocals when Colin and Beck allow me to. <laughs> <laughs> and Cole, you weren't here last year with us, were you? No, no, this is new to me. Um, totally, I think I, how many months... Oh, I couldn't tell you, brother. Probably <laughs> spring of last year is when I kind of became officially a part of what they had going on. So was fortunate for that. So happy to be here. So what's up with Sam now? He's just traveling the country. Um, he does experiential marketing for a lot of different spirits brands. Um, it's actually the same company that I'm with, but I'm I'm full time here. Um, but yeah, so he's just travels all the time, music festivals concerts, Oscars after parties. He's, um, you know, working with different brands and yeah. different bar Can't setups and stuff there. So yeah, <laughs> it, it kind of just got too much for him and he felt bad because he never knew, knew when he'd be in town. So he kind of gave us the green light to kind of move on and find someone else to fill a spot for a bit. And we had played with Cole. Uh, he didn't, his band, uh, his cover band, High Rye, did, um, they opened for us a few times at, I think, the Goodwood shows maybe. Yeah. And they play at Gersels and stuff sometimes. And, and the kid was singing and playing some complex bass lines. Damn, right. And Beck, I think you all <laughs> yeah. knew Cole so we, before, which I I've was not been, aware of. I, Cole and I took a bunch of music classes at St. X together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were always jamming together, and I knew he was really good. As well as most of the other guys in the high-ride band. Like, we were all, um, mm-hmm. like, Luke Nunn and... Um, George Carnes. George Carnes. Um, just 
we had a pretty fire class. We yeah, had, we did a bit of a had, super group. Yeah, dude. we had that a was, super group. Mr. Yarbrough, shout out him. That was fun. Well, then also, unbeknownst to me, one of my really good um, friends in high school, Charlotte Apple, uh, it's his older sister. Older sister, yeah. <laughs> so he was in the band, and then I guess Charlotte was like, yo, that's awesome that you all added Cole. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess you all have the same last name. I should have put that together beforehand. <laughs> so you guys knew each other better than you thought you did. <laughs> yeah, pretty right. much. Yeah, it was a perfect fit. He, uh, you know, there was no um, lack of, you know, just basic friendship and, you know, yeah. awk- no awkwardness of him kind of coming in and trying to hang out with us. Because the biggest thing with us, we just, we're just all friends more than a band. We just all happen to play instruments. Yeah, you could be a great musician if we don't like you as a person. Like, we're definitely not adding <laughs> you. Like, that's just, yeah. No doubt. Who wants that? Exactly. If practice it. <laughs> well, yeah, because we practice so much. <laughs> so, Jake, man, last time y'all were here, you tried to sell me some Bitcoin. You know, was, I got a message from Jake. Yeah. Said, that... hey, you won't get rich. You know, I got that. I I, I invested $1,000 and made 20000 a month. And I was like, nah, Jake, man, it's all right. And he wouldn't leave me alone. I finally said, Jake, this get weird, man. <laughs> and I had to unfollow him. Well, it was a good deal. You should have taken away. <laughs> it worked for me. I'm super rich now off Bitcoin. It's awesome. Best investment I've ever made. Yeah. Did you, um, did you get your account back? Yeah, I did. It's been back for a while now. So I guess I'll, I need to get off your blocked list. Perhaps. <laughs> earn that follow back. And then I can That's start selling you other stuff. <laughs> you ever heard of Ethereum? I asked Colin, Colin about that when he got here early, and he was telling me that. Cause I was like, man, I think I might have had the wrong Jake last time you were here. This guy just wouldn't let up on selling me Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, he's, that he's hacker was persistent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Didn't, didn't, you all were emailing back like, hey, I found your IP address. Yeah, yeah. All that <laughs> Good at what he does. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's working out for him. <laughs> what you guys been up to? What's, going, what's happening since the uh, last time you were in here at Top Hill? Man, I mean, besides the, uh, you know, personnel change, uh, we dropped our second full-length album. Uh, I think that was November 4th. And we had a great album release show at The Burl. We've been playing a bunch of shows in Lexington at The Burl this year. Uh, Definitely one of our favorite venues. Yeah. Um, Still writing a bunch, too. I think, how many songs did we have that we picked through? I think we maybe had like 18 songs and we picked 12. I thought it was more like 20. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we had 20 20 songs with ideas maybe like 18 or 16 full-length songs. Then we picked 12 yeah. to go for this and then, album. And of course, once we finished the album, like I had two more really good songs written in and we're like, damn. Yeah, like we're we, playing one today. Yeah, we're playing a new one today. Uh, but yeah, it was right. literally, it was probably weeks after we got back from Top or uh, from Thunder Sound and uh, Beck was like, hey, I got this one. And we're like, damn, that's really good. Can we find <laughs> Can we find a way to add that in the album? Uh, but we, we ended up sort of being able to. Yeah. We did, uh, we went back to Thunder Sound to record a three song video series that they're doing uh, like their Thunder Sound sessions or whatever so they did uh, like a full video team and then recorded a studio like a live take um, of our of three of our songs so we, we put that one in there and we, we might do maybe a live release or something with those three that we did like live from Thunder Sound I or think something. we should you guys recorded at Thunder Sound huh yes interesting two weeks in a row man last week we had uh uh, Doongong Doongong yeah, in here yeah. yeah and they uh, they recorded their last very familiar with them alright okay. so when when you all uh, went through the process of recording and you you know you had 16, 18 ideas did you record all the songs? no we did not we um, we kind of had a, a bunch of whiteboard sessions where we basically voted and kind of uh, put songs against each other and just came in with our 12 and it was actually funny for whatever reason our process of uh, kind of booking Thunder and working with Jay he forgot to ask us how many songs we planned on recording. And we weren't totally... We were there three days. We we were hoping we could get 12 songs in, but we didn't really know what they were willing to do. I think after maybe like our third, Jay yeah. popped in and was like, hey, how many songs are y'all planning to do in here? Yeah, he didn't... I remember because we got there and his intention was that we were doing like a maybe a six-song EP. Yeah. And we ended up doubling. Yeah, yeah. he came so out he and was like, how many songs were you all going to do? And we're like, 12. <laughs> and he's like, oh shit. He's like, we're going to change everything real quick. He's like, we're going to need to change well, how I'm plugging everything yeah. in. At first, at first, he just said, no shot. Let's start with maybe eight and then we'll see kind of where it goes. And luckily, at least according to him, kind of since it's our, our genre is less pop, you know, because some of those, like when you're doing pop and some other genres, you have to be perfectly clean. Bunch of double takes. Um, since we're kind of more of a you know, live track band and can play everything mostly to a click in one or two takes. Uh, we got we got 
past that is not true. It was not one or two takes. <laughs> At least on my end. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, like, <laughs> some songs were harder than others. Yeah. Uh, but he ended up being like, actually, I think we can knock this out. Let's let's do twelve. Um, and then yeah, we just grinded through it. It was a long process, but um, yeah, we we came in with twelve songs we wanted to do. And then kind of egged on our uh, the producer Jay Willis to uh, allow us to do twelve, and it, it just worked out. So was it? Um, was there something about those twelve? Did it like form an idea, or was it just hey, we like these twelve songs, or um, did it have a these sound more like, and these other few are outside of the boundaries of what the rest of it is? How, how did that like slicing process? I'd say go? so. There were like the ones we cut. I mean, you all tell me, but I think the ones we cut definitely were the least fitting. Yeah, I thought that when we did our first album, you know, that was, we were real young and just kind of throwing anything that we had into the album. You know, I mean, it was cool from just going to playing covers to writing our, your own music and getting all that together for that first album. But with the second one, we had so many more songs and ideas that we had. So that that was the biggest difference for me. It was like, damn, you know, we're having to choose which songs instead yeah. of just, you know, Get spitting out anything that we anything that we've got. So I think you know the songs just because it's us playing them. They you know are similar in that aspect, but I think it was more just picking out which we thought resonated most with ourselves, just the ones that we liked that we think you know yeah. we personally like. So I think other people will like them. I think that's kind of how we went. I think some of the ones we cut, there were like a few that like didn't really fit with the sound that we wanted, but then some of them were like so similar to some of the other songs that we had written. Yeah. Um, we were trying to just pick the most unique ones like that represented kind of the vibe we were going for. Because I feel like when we write a bunch of songs, like if we, I, at least I notice if I write like two or three songs like within a week or so, like sometimes they are pretty similar to one mm-hmm. another just because that's like the vibe I've been going with. So. Have you ever, have you ever taken a, something like that? Like, you know, same vibe, same week, full ideas and go, all right, they're three decent songs, but they all have the same vibe. Let me condense these into one idea with three parts for, you know, expand it a little bit. I do that with lyrics. Um, yeah. That's kind of like how it works. Like, I'll, especially if somebody like Connor, um, Jake, or somebody sends me like a, uh, just like a riff or something of a song, I'll like realize I have some lyrics laying around or like it'll make me think like, oh, I think I, because my notes are just full. Uh, my notes app is just full of just lyrics written down. And I can usually remember like, the vibe of a certain feeling I had like a while ago. So if I have something that matches, I can sometimes merge them together. All right. Um, All right. This yeah. is for the room. Raise your hand. And this is visual. So this is just for me. Raise your hand if you write lyrics. All right. So. What we got here? We got, we got to spell it out for the listeners. All right. We got one, two, three, four, five, six of the eight. All right. All right. So can you... Because I find it very difficult to do, and it sounds like you have the ability to do that. So I wonder how unique it is. If I, if if you were to get sent, hey, here's this, here's this riff, here's this uh, progression. How how easy is it for you to write lyrics to that? Because in my instance, I'm not invested. Usually, if I'm writing a progression, I'm hearing the melody that I'm thinking of. So if it seems harder. Can everybody do that? It definitely depends for me on the song. So, I mean, because I, I can easily get attached to something that I've, I've written and I can't hear it another way. So, like, if we try yeah. to change it or Beck has something without lyrics, some of mine, I'm like, I, I, it doesn't make sense. But honestly, we've had a few. Um, Beck's definitely a, the best lyricist. And then uh, when it comes to kind of forming a song, I, I feel like I, we tend to come together really well with that. Um, so, a lot of times... I'll have Beck send me any just junk lyrics that he doesn't even like, and I'll see if I can almost repurpose them into kind of my own new meeting to um, a song or progression, and it's worked out. Like Dangerous Man, it was still always kind of a really bluesy song, but we had that song for a while, yeah, and then just I wrote it that didn't, a long time it didn't ago. work for, with whatever we had, and then I kind of revisited it one day, and he had written the lyrics and uh, just added that kind of just classic blues lick, and uh, made it just a really Gary Clark Jr. style 12 bar blues. Uh, and then that worked. And I think Whiskey Dreams, we kind of did the same thing and uh, kind of collabed on that. But so I, I just say it depends. So before the, the 12 bar blues on Dangerous Man, did it have a different, was it the music I different? It, it was, I remember, I was, cause I was thinking about that today, cause I knew it was gonna come up. And I was trying to remember what vibe was. It was, it was still kind of a 12 bar blues, but 
I think it was like faster paced and it always sounded great when I played it on piano but it was just putting together like drums and guitar with it we could never match it up together um, so I think we slowed down the tempo a little bit and gave it that kind of like foot stomping Gary Clark Jr. Yeah, vibe which just a little room to breathe too, yeah we did a lot of pauses on it and stuff mm-hmm. so yeah uh, as far as me like writing to um, people just sending me riffs and stuff like that yeah it's same with me it kind of depends a lot um, if I really am like feeling the music like I remember it might have been Broken People um, yeah, that had- yeah we had had the music for a while ever, and I guess I was just in the creative mood and they sent me that and I I mean I busted out the lyrics to that in like a day like really fast it was just super easy um, and then sometimes yeah it's harder if it's just I don't know. It's super weird. I'm weird about lyrics too. Cause like sometimes they're mad and they'll like send me like, dude, write like a fucking song to this. And I'm like, yeah, I like I can't. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know what you want me <laughs> to do. He's just dumb to write happier yeah. songs because he's got some really sad ones. And we're like, dude, are you okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't. Well, it's a banger. Yeah, I know. Can't control <laughs> he's it. He's done both though. I mean, how Good Night and uh, Whiskey Dreams and all those were his. Yeah. So. Well, none, none of my lyrics have made the album, any of our albums yet. But while I'm here, I'll go George ahead and Harrison, tell you guys. here we are. Uh, George because <laughs> he hasn't finished one yet. I've been, I've been begging you to finish he that has one. Some, he has some gems. He's got two really good ones that I've just been pushing for him to finish. Yeah, and kind of when I go through the process of writing lyrics to songs, I'll just have my guitar in my hand and I have to like be playing while I'm just almost… I'll put out my you know, voice memos, recording, and just start recording whatever it is I say. And I'll just kind of freestyle with it. And I know Beck and I have kind of done this before. And it's just kind of finding something. I'll say something, and then I, I almost... It sounded so good. Yeah. And then we forget then what it, it is that I said. Then we'll stop playing and be like, well, what did I just say? I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like, you should have recorded or written it down. And he's like, damn it. Him and I differ, like, a lot on that. Because, like, we'll be playing. He'll just start yelling out lyrics. And I'm, like, super... Um, I don't do that at all. Like I, I have I'm to like Jake. Yeah, I, I, you I are have to able ju- to just I, I like pull stuff out and say then find stuff. what works later. I have to like I sit down or like He's something will hit poet. me and I'm just like typing out the words about stuff that actually I don't know is like real <laughs> to my life. Like sometimes, real man, <laughs> my shit's real. Yeah, Beck's very oh, auto- autobiographical, graphical. <laughs> yeah. And then Cole, Cole just writes bass lines that sing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby, that's my job. Well, I mean, and do you do that? Do you just sit around and write stupid bass lines? All the time. I love yeah. seeing like my I, favorite thing to do. Ever. I love killer bass lines, dude. I'm all, I'm all about. Like that. Have any songs started that way? Um, we have a couple of jams that kind of developed. I had yeah. some stuff um, kind of recorded, like voice memos that I was kind of fortunate enough to, you know, sit down and actually record. And I think we were at… It was at Thunder Sound is when yeah, you busted we them out. It was like, like 3 a.m. after <laughs> we had done recording and Jay left. But the the facility stays open because it's like a gated area. So we were, were allowed to be in the studio as long as we want, as long as we don't break anything. Yeah. Uh, but we were all drunk on Coors Banquets and sitting in the studio just <laughs> laying on our backs. And Cole would bring up… And I had a little uh, like Tascam, just stereo recorder. So I sat out there to record and we would just… Um, Cole brought out some bass lines and we probably made like four different songs off of that. And then I think two of them we, we play live every once in a while just as instrumentals and we transition into like another song. But… They bang, man. They're- My favorite thing in the world is is a drummer and a bass player just in the pocket. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I've yeah. got voice memos of like guitar loops with drums on it, but then uh, those don't ever develop into anything. And then <laughs> lyrics, I like try. I'm like, this is really fucking stupid. This is just <laughs> not gonna <laughs> get back. Gonna it's work like at all. <laughs> I can't. I'm just gonna keep looping stuff and not writing words. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love, dude. I love it. I love it good. So you all spent three days recording at at Thunder. Did they also mix and master, or yeah, they did. Yep. Uh, they did okay. both. And then I, I went back to Bowling Green a couple times to mix with them, um, and just make sure we were on the same page with everything. But yeah, Jay, uh, our guy Jay Shout Willis, Jay. did it all and really knocked it out of the park. Uh, we couldn't. We really couldn't be happier with the quality and the experience there. I mean, we'll for sure be back. Yeah, unless someone else offers us something better. Beck, did you use any of their uh, keyboards they have there? I heard they have a room. Uh, boy, they have a room. Uh, <laughs> You've got everything. almost the best keyboard you can get. I mean, though. yeah. I got… My Nord is like… I mean, it has pretty much everything I needed on it. Plus, for the sake of time, because we were recording like 12 songs like pretty much as fast as possible. I mostly stick to the Nord. Um, but, I mean, in between takes and like after Jay went home, like playing around on everything. And their grand pianos, they have like a thousand of them. So… 
it was it was really cool. I mean, they have so much gear. They I apparently they yeah. So it used to be a rubber band factory, and the, uh-huh. what they do to invented the rubber band because I was like, how do you all like how did you all ever afford all of this? And it's like, well, I just he invented the rubber band, so yeah. I was like, that'll yeah, probably do it. <laughs> yeah, and they had like, like Nat King Cole's mixing board and a bunch of like yeah, really cool just, old, just expensive stuff. Yeah. But it was it was like a musician's like Disney World. Yeah, I mean, Jake and I were in there messing with their. They had a whole room of pedals and guitars that we were just messing with, and I think you used some for the album, didn't you? Yeah, there was some I found. I kind of forgot what they were. Yeah, but it sounded yeah. good though. Connor, they also have some uh, nice drums, don't they? Yeah, that setup was insane. I've never uh, played kit that nice in my life. Um, <laughs> and we had like the, we had like twelve or fifteen mics just for the drums. Yeah, it like was the, wild, dude. The, the cymbals and, and just every you know every drum was incredible. It also convinced me to get a double kick, which oh, I yeah. just shouldn't. There is <laughs> so many things I need to work on drum wise, like everything you can think of. And the last thing is double kick, but it's uh, it'll be here Friday. So <laughs> I got a good deal. Yes. <laughs> Start writing some of those songs. I need yeah, a double some, kick. I right. love it. Get on the nice list this year. Yeah, <laughs> gonna happen. Yeah. Have you guys listened to the Thunder Sound uh, podcast? Top Hill podcast. With Seth Pedigo. with Seth. Oh no, I haven't. Oh, he was man. the um, he was the one that. Reached out to us originally. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, you need to go back and listen to it. It's, it's got a, quite a bit of the history. And, uh, okay. Talk, I, he I talked a little bit when you, when you mentioned the, uh, mixing board. Yeah. I remember, I think he, he either told his story on air or told uh-huh. us afterwards about how they acquired that. Yeah. He reached out to us, um, to kind of go there. And I, I don't think he's at Thundersound anymore, unfortunately. Um, some kind of management stuff happened. But uh, yeah, he was the one that originally reached out and was vouching for us to go there. And no, is really the only reason really? we ended up having it. So I'm very thankful to him. I've texted him plenty. Um, and uh, yeah, man, <laughs> it was awesome. So shout out to Seth. Yeah, and of the, you know, more more so than all the gear and equipment that was there that was awesome. I, I mean, I don't think we could say enough about Jay Willis. Like he did such a terrific job, especially doubling the amount of songs that you know he had intended in mind but he it was pretty cool because he he really worked with us and you know he had ideas where he was like oh we'll try this maybe try putting that in there and doing some other stuff so that was kind of the first time we've been with a you know a producer kind of giving us pointers and really just helped out i mean he He definitely forced us to be our best in that moment i mean because i remember Jake played some solo and I was like, shit, that was nasty. And then Jay would be like, he can do better. He'd be like, do another, do another take or two. And um, Jay also was willing, you know, every night we're like, hey, how, how late do you want to be here? Uh, we don't want to keep you here all night because we'd start around maybe like 10, 30, 11 some days. And at that point, it feels like work when you're waking up early um, and, and just trying to create and, and get that energy back. Um, but then it would hit kind of the 8 p.m. time. We'd start cracking some Coors Banquets. Please sponsor us. Uh, please <laughs> and uh, and then it would be like it'd be like midnight or one and we'd be like hey Jay like we're good if you want to get out of here and he'd be like nah honestly I'm good let's let's keep going and he'd we would go to like 3am almost every day I think um, so he was he was an absolute trooper did everything we asked for gave us a bunch of advice and then yeah mixed and mastered it all and <laughs> no complaints there so yeah, yeah, yeah he was did you hero. stay there you stay on yep. the Yep. Yeah, stay in their like, Airbnb, Airbnb thing. style thing, which is awesome because you go across into a new building and they, and they had drums and a piano <laughs> yeah. and some yeah. bases in there. The like, music was, never stops. My fingers yeah. were like bleeding after yeah, this. Jay came over like the last night, I think, at like 3 a.m. and was playing drums with us yeah, like while did. I was playing piano. Like it was awesome. Yeah. Well, let's listen to a tune. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Let's uh let's tell us about Back to Sleep. Yeah. So well, let me preface this. Actually, before Beck yeah, goes, go for it. we get a text while he's at work and Beck texts us and just goes, I wrote the ne- I wrote our next hit. It's going to be great. And we're like, all right. I mean, maybe. But we're like, let's hear it. And he's like, I'm at work. I can't. And I'm like, well, <laughs> one, how did you write that in your head at work? He's like, I just, it's in my head. I know how it goes. I'll do it later. And it probably wasn't a week till we heard it, but go yeah. ahead. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, I mean, it is autobiographical. Autobiographical. Um, basically, just like about a girl that I liked. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Women. Um, and basically just like wanting to like be in a relationship and all that good stuff, but like it wasn't the right timing yet. So I had just been at work and I've been, uh, been listening to a lot of the backseat lovers, which I don't know if y'all listen to them. They're kind of like a more modern kind of coming to town soon. I think they are. I saw, but I had been listening to a lot of them. Um, 
So that was definitely some influence on that. But I was just sitting at my desk and I had so much time this summer just sitting at my desk. Um, and work for we probably shouldn't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> GE appliances. Um, but yeah, I was just sitting at my desk and just thinking. Um, and I immediately the words like that's one of the moments that like the words just like come quick and I don't have to think about it at all. Um, and the words just started writing themselves. And I basically took the rest of my afternoon to like write it in my head and figure it out. Then went back, uh, got it on guitar and acoustic, sent the guys uh, audio message and. It was well received, and then we put some drums to it and put it to piano, and that song immediately became yeah. uh, all of some of our favorite songs. Just the pure energy in it, and kind of starting slow and relaxed, and then that breakdown. The I don't have a pickup truck. I got a beat up on a pilot, and it's needed. The beat up on the pilot is here. It's outside. Like, it is outside. <laughs> and, and that is one of those songs that everyone sings along to now at our shows. Um, which is, you know, surreal in itself. We're yeah. blessed to have probably four or five that people sing like every word to. Um, but yeah, that one is a lot of fun. We usually close with it. And uh, Beck nailed it when he said it was going to be a hit. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. I can see that being a show closer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, it's a good one. That's so much fun to play. Yeah. Yeah, his solo on that is nasty, but yeah. it's always Dangerous Man, which I'm more excited Um Props <laughs> to Jake for writing such a catchy guitar riff. I mean, that, that's an earworm. That was, I don't right even there. think, I think we maybe had two that we were working at the same time and yeah. we stuck with that and it was just, we didn't really have to, you didn't struggle that much to find anything. Well, I don't know. It was, well, maybe you didn't see me struggling. For uh, I don't know. <laughs> we, were, we were in my room he for a while working easy. on that well, together. Yeah, I thought that was what we stuck with. I know. Yeah, I know. Beck just said like, "Hey, we just need you know something catchy here," and it was kind of those like instead of like a, I don't know, like a a lick. It was more like those double stops. You know, yeah, doing something yeah. that just yeah, repetitive, really simple, and like yeah, yeah. And then actually, what it was about to go into was the. Um, it was a pretty cool solo that Jay and I worked on for like three hours trying to it get took it done. Him so long, dude. But that, that was I almost awesome. got mad for a bit because I was like, "Dude, we got twelve songs, but afterwards it was so worth it." You know, well, that was yeah, that was hours one a.m., two a.m., and three a.m. in the night. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> we were all fun. just sitting around watching Jay go, and Jay would just like stop backspace, like re-record. <laughs> I had to, yeah, I had to nail like yeah. Well, and, we did the I, guitar mini part too, which we had to figure out. Yeah. I've seen that in this studio with me and Brad on vocals. I'm like, all right, I finally just go. We it ain't, I ain't gonna make it. it. Ain't having a day, dude. I'll just come back another time. Like that. Oh, we had some vocal issues. It's tough, man. And, and something about being in the studio just makes you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and just it, fatigue, man. Like us being us three, there's uh, we had or probably my favorite song on the album, uh, "Bluegrass in the Wind." Yeah. Um, just it was out of key from the beginning, which they won't admit to me. But I was telling them from the beginning, it's out of key, and they're like, "Nah, it'll sound great at the studio." And then it took 
God, I don't know how much. I don't know. I was like, my Beck had his shirt, my shirt was shirt off, off and he I walked like outside. Sweating. I was like, come on, you got it. Like, we, <laughs> we all left to get lunch or dinner and he was still Dill. just in the stream. And we actually came back and then we were like, how'd it go? And then Beck's just like, Dude, and, and actually, too, it's we got so lucky that uh, Jay did a little bit of digging because there's one part I think on the chorus that just it just not there, and we were probably if we hadn't have fixed it, we, we would I would I have had to re-record it. Or like, we would have either re-recorded or, or would have been on that album. But Jay said that after like weeks of kind of mixing it, trying to figure this out, he went back and said, "Hey, I found a, a part in warmups actually when you were kind of warming up and just figuring it out that was still on tempo." And he cut that in and made all the difference. He like nailed the notes because he was just, you know, before he got super fatigued and uh, it worked out and saved the song. And it, yeah, it's, it's one of our, uh, one of our favorites for sure. Just, I like it a lot. That's uh, definitely the biggest, the biggest stress of going to a studio, especially if you have a, such a big ambition of having 12 songs. Yeah. Dude, you better. Let, hope those vocals hold up. You better hope yeah. that. You're doing vocal warmups. Yeah. Sure like, we don't, Dude, no, we, we don't do that. Ever. And he was like, all right. He's like, we're going to stop and we're going to run through some vocal exercises because like you need to get like loosened up. And we did that and it still didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> get a pot of tea on the I like that. Yeah. It was funny as hell though. I like the vocal sounds that y'all went with on that one. That back to sleep. Yeah. 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 Jay really nailed that sound and like everything that he kinda picked. Double. We did. Yeah, we kind of doubled the vocals there because he's like with this kind of genre, um, it's pretty common and sounds a lot fuller and cool. So we did that. Um the tones he put on the guitar and like the um, amps that he ran the guitar through after um, was just awesome. Yeah, that that one was probably a step away from kind of our classic sound. Mm -hmm. And and that also, we had that song and that kind of inspired the rest of the albums. Like, hey, so our, our first album it was great and all, but it's pretty standard country and pretty basic. Um, and while we love country, you know, we, you know, have our own kind of music interest and, you know, kind of that more alternative indie, Louisville indie, whatever you want to call it kind of really taken over um, you know this last year especially so we wanted to show that in and then uh, yeah all of that being said just really helped this album kind of grow and have a little bit of a step outside our comfort zone so what what you know talk, you talked a little bit about the sound there but what are uh, some of the ways you feel like you've grown as a group you know from uh, last time you were in here and we're way tighter just in general um, I think a lot with the first album it was mostly whoever wrote the song is kind of just how the entire thing went. and Not like in a selfish way. It's just like, hey, I got this. We got this That's to go. That's the idea and the we idea can, stays, yeah, yeah, I mean, we got yeah. the chords. We, get, we can, you know, break for a solo here. But in this album, there was a lot more of like a full band input on the songs where it's like, all right, well, why don't, you know, I could throw in this melody and we can kind of have that little bit of a breakdown, go into some, you know, lyrics that match melodies here. And so it was more of like everyone was involved with it instead of and got to put their little spice into it and whatnot so i think it was like a more of a team effort yeah yeah definitely uh, team it, effort. it was also uh when was it released november yeah i think november right. 4th so when was it recorded um uh, july first week of july all right so right in the mix of all that you all are already in uh have started pretty much the regional local regional um uh festival circuit you are playing a ton of festivals and, and doing a lot of playing during that time yeah a bit uh summers are, are big for us just because this all actually everybody but me now um is in college still so you know oh wait, no. you're graduated too sorry i feel old but uh you were <laughs> oh, yeah. you were in it for a long time My daddy fault. colin yeah right <laughs> well i used to have two guys older than me and now yeah. they're not here anymore to, to, to teach me what's up uh, yeah, oh, I get that a lot. Trust me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, we slowly just naturally kind of started to get there with um, our shows. And we had Poor Castle last summer, which was an absolute blast. And we're hoping to be back again uh, next year. We do that street festival at uh, Goodwood where they'd close down a street and build a stage just for us. Because awesome. we we just have such a fun crowd that comes to that every time. It's really what everyone looks forward to. And then um, we really have been trying to hit more Louisville shows recently too. but. Um, thankfully Whirling Tiger's back open but Whirling Tiger yeah. for a bit was closed Flamingo Lounge was closed a bunch of those great Louisville venues were closing so we've really stuck in uh, Lexington while these guys have been at school and the Burl loves us and we love the Burl so um, but yeah we're slowly starting to really grow and put ourselves out there more and uh, you know our Spotify's never been better 
we finally have uh, fans also listen to on Spotify, which is, yeah. you know, we're blessed to have amazing listeners and similar artists like uh, it's the Boa Boys, Sam Filiatro, who's now with Houndmouth, um, the Stews, right? Stews. From uh, Georgia, which is great. So uh, Houndmouth is on there now. Are they really? Yeah, I well, checked out. Yeah, man. I love so, that. Uh, you know, part of the reason I even asked about the playing was you should, when you when you play as much as you all have been, you learn to listen more to each other, it seems like, and communicate, especially with new members and, and you know, losing a couple. Uh, it takes a little bit of time to get that, but with the record coming out and taking that time to really hammer it out at the studio, it seems like it kind of speeds up the process. But during that process and the live process, have you is that part of what you realize going along is like you pay more attention to the the whole and, and pick your spots and don't not just everybody try to make as much noise as you can. That was yeah. definitely our issue, especially with the first album and like the first years of us playing. And I think even at La La Land, Anne had said like on yeah, one of the songs, yeah. she was like, hey, let each other have some space because you're all like we would all just play everything the whole time at once. Yeah. So definitely as we've gotten here and especially having Cole in here now, we've never, I think this year is probably the most we've ever played with each other, whether it's for recording or live shows. Um, we're playing a lot. We're definitely figuring out everybody's tendencies and then what works really well. And so everyone's pulling back at different parts. Um, you know, we can really get into it. Jake and Beck like to be on the same side of the stage all the time because their chemistry on stage during solos and kind of back and forth call and response stuff is just fantastic. Um, you know, so it's definitely helped a lot. I mean, and I think certain shows like Poor Castle and um, I think our album release party for The Burl afterwards, we've all said like, that was our best show. Like that was the tightest we've been. We were feeling it. We were, we play off the crowd a lot too. The crowd was there. And so I think yeah, definitely just starting to play a lot more and be with each other more has every person in their own aspect has learned a lot about, um, you know, their role and, and how to use it live mm -hmm. and in recording for that matter. Yeah. And I think having, you know, call on it hadn't skipped a beat at all. Like just as far as energy that's brought on on the stage it's pretty cool to you know he likes to have fun with it and you know bounce around and do stuff and then um yeah as far as the listening to each other is a huge part of it you know especially you know live when you know we kind of play and do some op jams that kind of open up that it can go wherever we want it to go and so kind of a big thing has been kind of quieting down as a band and mm -hmm. kind of letting the storyteller tell a story. And then when it's time to, you know, throw in your jabs and your yeah. licks in there, you know, dynamics have just become like a huge you. focus, I think. And if we're doing jams to make sure they have distinctive parts and not just, you know, the same like 12 bars or whatever, like have a little breakdown, have a quiet, like you all have talked about, like bass and drums, like have somebody them go off for a little bit, then add some keys back, build ups, breakdown, stuff like that. The drums especially, I think, because uh, it was funny. when we, Back when we were still doing cover stuff, our only feedback we'd ever get is how loud drums are because Connor would just bash. And it was always good, but it was loud. Strong and boy. He is. He strong is guy. very strong. <laughs> but dude, these days now with our jams and him being able to dictate, you know, when we quiet down and come down to rim, rim shots and then, you know, bringing it a lot louder. And uh, what is, is that funny, guys? <laughs> we're just children. Yeah, I know. I'll uh, tell you what. Uh, there's a... Uh, when you... As a drummer, uh, not me as a drummer. I'm not Nails, claiming. Nails, you're a drummer. I'm not. I'm not a real drummer. But you're officially a drummer now. Yeah. But if you can control your volume and, and the band can control what's going on on the stage, because it it keys around drums. It, it you can, you know, we've had uh, we put comforters on snares in there and still had somebody playing too loud. You know, it's yeah. just there's yeah. a lot about touch and feel. And if you have those dynamics as a drummer, that allows for so much more room for listening and interaction between the entire group. Uh, dude, V Greeno, I, he played the biggest set in the world and he was amazing. He could play everything uh, better than anybody in the world. He's just an amazing drummer, but he could also bring it down real slow and make it loud. And just the, the ability to do that allows... Uh, for room, I think you know space. It speaks to you know having that. Yeah, and in all honesty, the very first time you know that we were told like, "Hey, this is really gonna be great if we all 
draw back, play quiet, and give space was when we were here last year, and you said it's going to come down to these drums, and if they are <laughs> yeah. crazy loud, it's, it's one of the be... many things I was talking about earlier that I need to get better at besides double kick. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. I, I I just need to focus on it more. Like we um like sound come a long way. I think it's definitely think come a long good. way. Yeah. yeah, I think you're good. La- last we were, year we were trying to compliment. Yeah. Was yeah. Uh, told um at uh, the fish tank their sound tech's really good and he immediately recognized he was like you've got to just play quieter like it's this is a very small room it is the only thing people can hear so since then i've um that's helped me remember some no i think Um, coming in as like the newer member and that was like a big focus on me is like you know this isn't my thing it's very much still there so i'm just trying to you know play the best stuff possible while not overpowering anything is kind of playing for the song um but i think that first probably two or three months i would watching uh connor play drums i would just watch his leg you know on, on the kick drum try to match up with that as much yeah. as possible just we haven't we hadn't played with each other once until then so i think that like bass drummer relationship is huge huge oh, yeah. yeah man yeah, plays a big role and i still think you know i I have the easiest job on stage. I'm pretty fortunate to play with all these guys. Now that you're singing backing vocals, I don't know. Yeah, you, n- you never know. But, um, you know, I, there's stuff on the album which I play live now and I'm a little bit busier on, but I'm still trying to, like, you want you want to hold back. You don't want to, you know, you want to be a bass player. You don't want to be a guitar player. So. You guys practice like that now, Jake? You know, it's, it's uh, when you when you mentioned that, you know, the first time you guys really thought about that was hearing one shot. And, you know, Neil and I say that all the time when you're here. When you're one mic recording, you get the mic set up and then you're mixing yourself. You know, yeah. if you want to change dynamics or you want the lead guitar out front, you guys have to do that. You know, once the mic's set up, that's that's it. Yeah, well, it's actually funny because they're all going to say the same thing. But I, every time we're practicing, I'm always telling everybody, all right, we can do that same thing. But everybody just quiet down. Like, we don't have to blow our ears out. It's and crazy the lead guitar saying that. Yeah. It's usually you guys she's well, the lead guitar saying, like, turn your damn amp down. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, every, well, it's everybody Beck turned also, down so I can get up. Even live, Beck, Beck has yeah. needs. I mean, if, if you had an in-ear monitor set and you listened to his mix, you'd only hear his piano yeah. pretty much. Like he, so when we're doing monitors, he always telling the sound engineer, like, hey, I'm sorry, you got to crank me up even more. Yeah. So that's already an issue. Beck always needs his keys as loud as possible. So, you know, you can only imagine how practice is like. And then I just I just totally lose any kind of thought about volume until Jake's like, hey, dude, turn that down. I'm like, all right, my bad. I'm on like six on the Fender amp, which is oh, Jesus. way too loud. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Guitar like, Wars. If it's like one, it's blaring. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if I think I'm remembering this correctly, but last time you guys were here, Jake, you hadn't been playing the guitar very long, had you? No. <laughs> Sorry for the delayed response there. Um, no, I think I'd be... Because after what? Our first album, I think I'd been playing for maybe a year and a half or two. That's so crazy. And so now I'm... Crazy that you remember that. Now I'm, it just came in my head. Yeah. I, yeah. I think... Um, actually, I know I'm 22 now. Um, <laughs> That's good. Yeah, so boy. I've been playing since 17. So almost, yeah, five years now. And I still think um, I don't know. I just I think like every day you just get better and better, and especially at the know. point you you're still in the formative stage, man. You're probably growing exponentially. Yeah, your brain's yeah, probably he's, still he's developing. In, he's insane. Yeah, he's getting taller. Doesn't and make it. <laughs> getting new shoes. You got this new faster. hair coming in everywhere. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, lord! No, but it it's been really cool to be in a band at such a young age. Because I mean, you know, growing up and even just you know, hopping on a guitar once and you're just thinking, man, there's a lot of guys that just, you know, you know, just play guitar to play in their bedrooms. And for me to get an opportunity to be in a band, which, you know, for a lot of people can be the the end goal. And so that was pretty awesome to be submerged in that pretty early on. And I well, think it's also helped, you know, just being able to be around these other musicians can like helped me become a not only a better guitar player, but a better musician. I was going to say, man, let me tell you something. There's not... Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> <laughs> there are, uh, especially people that are really trying to write and, and do some stuff. There's not... That's kind of says a lot about the other members of the, of the group that you've been around since since you, you've been uh, apart. Because to, 
to allow somebody that growth and to get better as they go and as they practice and to continue to get better. I mean, even if you do it exponentially at a year and a half, you, you, stepping into a band is a daunting task. It's not sitting in your bedroom playing with the uh, YouTube and, and learning. It is learning on the fly, but it's also being allowed the room to learn on the fly. And, and, and kudos to the guys for, for doing that because that speeds your growth so much more than anything else you can do. It is jumping into the fire. I know he's speaking the truth here because you wouldn't make it Neil's band because Neil's goal was always to be the worst musician in his band. <laughs> yeah. That's well, I was going to say, don't, don't give us much credit for like being accepting and pushing he him because he was, he's all, he was better than me yeah. when he joined. I was just like, yeah, this kid's amazing. He's in. How have you been playing for a year? Yeah. I mean, the dude practices eight hours a day probably. Beck, Beck yeah. used to live with him. I lived so with him and dude, dude well, would just walk around the house with a guitar. I'd wake up at like 8 a.m. and he would like just be hung over in bed just running through scales like with his eyes closed yeah I remember like <laughs> he, he like he, still he walking walking into the bathroom with it and just swinging around the back and <laughs> do, do my work the guitar the guitar let's not be ridiculous here the whole thing around and, and have it we're already bragging on you yeah. 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 step in the bathroom throw it over my shoulder <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to move the guitar <laughs> yeah but <laughs> the kid grinds, man. The kid grinds. Yeah, but it. I think it was more like a love of the process instead of you know because I I feel like a lot of people and I mean I I'm guilty of it too. It's like you know you're you go in your room to start learning and you know you're just practicing it and then you know you get the urge to just throw on a loop and just start ripping all over the place. But I mean, any time, especially that sophomore year when we were living together, I mean we'd be watching TV, you know, in the middle of waiting for my Pop-Tart to heat up, whatever it was. I was running a scale, doing exercises. It was just always, I just always had a guitar in my hands. And I, I just love, like, getting better at it because I knew, like, when it came time to record or time to play live, then I could do all the fun stuff. But I knew that it, it would take doing the, the hard work at, like, scales and learning the mental game of it was huge because you got to know where to go before you can start training your fingers how to, how to make that. I bet you always put your car keys at the same place every time you walk in. Oh, my God. That is the furthest thing from the tree. <laughs> I, lost, I lost my car keys. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Dude loses everything. So he's spending all that on guitar. Then. He's yeah, I know. All, so that, all that mental energy. I feel and like a lot, a lot of my little brain cells are working strictly on guitar and kind of they've, uh, they've left the union of uh, any yeah. kind of organization skills to, to come over to guitar land and start working <laughs> <laughs> let's hear another tune tell us about Allison Way yeah Allison Way was born in my basement um it that was actually seven pounds six yeah. ounces that was a beautiful I think Sam thing. Sam was down there with us uh, still when we yeah. started doing that um I think it was just a summer and we were all in my basement trying we were kind of trying to write in the sense that we were just we didn't have we didn't we weren't practicing for any gigs um, and we didn't have any songs we were currently working on. We just kind of wanted to have a day where we just totally mess around. Um, and so I had had that chord progression for a bit and kind of brought it to the guys. And then it was really fun to play just immediately. But uh, we recorded it on our voice memos to um, just kind of remember it. And it automatically saves the voice memo name as your location. And I live on Allison Way. Uh, so when we were kind of thinking about what to do with it, we were like, one, I don't want to add lyrics to it. We think the vibe can be great alone and we'll add some parts and make it a little interesting. And then two, let's just call it Allison Way because that's what it's already named on our phone. So that that was kind of born of that. Um, it's also one of my favorites. I, I think uh, it just grooves every time I hear it. You know, I, I sometimes just get... Uh, you know, little chills on my on my skin and while I'm driving and then Beck's piano solo in it. You don't? Yeah. Dude, I do. That, I seriously I like that. I love that song. Every time right when I we got that back from Thunder way. Song, I played that on repeat every time I drove and I'd be like, Holy shit, we did this. Like this is awesome. Um I also yeah. listen to a lot of instrumental kind of um just just jams. And so like being able to do that and everyone being on board with it and playing it live too is just an absolute blast. Clearly, no one else agrees with me. They like the song. I love it. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good song, man. I listen to my solo, and then I 
forget the rest of the song. <laughs> <laughs> then I turn it yeah. off. Yeah. I uh, I don't like many instrumentals, but I do like that one. Was this the first and only instrumental you have? Yes. Uh, on the album, we play we play a few different ones live, yeah, but, yeah. but I will say the other ones are more of kind of long intros that we transition into other songs. That's like a standalone song that, um, you know, we have. But yeah, that is the only, only full-length uh, instrumental we have on the album. Let's check it out. Allison Way. Yeah, smooth. Man, y'all got a fat bass sound on that, Cole. Yeah, uh, I don't know what he did to that. Sounds like the a bass sound of that. That was just DI, wasn't it? We didn't even use that it. That was amp. straight in, man. It sounds oh, wow. like he ran it through like a B-15, B-15 or something. Yeah. It's insane. And, and then Connor comes in, man, that, that snare sound is cracking too. Uh, it was a Ludwig. <laughs> I just had to double check. Black Beauty, which has been Ooh, nice. Yeah. Recorded on a lot of albums and stuff. That solo uh, sucks. And I wanted to, <laughs> we did that song in one take, but then. Yeah, we were trying to save time. It was so bad that I drove back and re recorded it, and it's still not great. I was just I was trying to do like, you know, the, the Queens of the Stone Age um, song for the dead oh, drum dude, intro. The that drum, is an awesome. Drum, I was trying to do oh, that yeah. in the third. By that point, I'm just, yeah. I like the know. first one. Look, it was, like was awesome. Awesome. better too. There, 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 there was one time I did it live. We support you. <laughs> that was our that was our one take on it. Yeah, yeah that was it. Yeah. Besides the 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 one drum breakdown, he redid it. But yeah, that was it. Yeah. Was, that's what I was saying. Like, cause no overdubs, no we, anything. No, we yeah. thought about going back to redo it all. And I was saying, like, when Jay and I were mixing it, we were genuinely like, dude, the energy and you all matching some of those licks accidentally yeah. on yeah. guitar and keys. Yeah. Um, and then like that was next, an accidental. But, yeah. Well, the there ones are at the no end were accidents. Yeah, right. But like, we were like, they, we couldn't, if we redid it, we couldn't rematch that energy. So we're like, let's just have Connor only do that drum part he didn't like. So initially, was it like 11 for the album? And if we have time, yeah. Allison Way. So yeah, Allison Way was going to be a bonus. That was the extra song. We didn't, he didn't mix or master that. I mean, I don't, I, you were there when he did it. So oh, yeah, he still mixed it, but yeah. it was just like, hey, we aren't going to do a bunch of takes and solo overdubs. Like, hey, we're yeah. going to record it w- once live all together and that is what it is. And that's what it was besides the one little drum breakdown. But any of the six that you cut, do any stand out as, man, we hated not getting that one on there? The one that Beck wrote right afterwards, we did. Um, we are playing that in the one shot. Um, yeah, that one. I like I think that was pretty cool. Because that, Fado Do. That, yeah, yeah. Like Fado Do. That um, one will still be worked on. We have what a, are the like three that you had? Um, or like two uh, that I was Ain't it all right? Ain't it okay. all right? I mean, that guitar riff is cool, but the song sucked. Uh, Fado oh. Doe is cool. It's like a New Orleans-y kind of vibe. Fado Doe is pretty fun. Uh, we just, we need a change up in it. It's like one of those ones where it has, 
same chords ready. the whole time, and the chorus is the same chords as the verse. So we just we just want something else to separate that, it, dude. I feel uh, that in hardcore. Yeah, <laughs> it just it's tough. We we played it live before, and it's fun, and it's still really, in the oven. Yeah, still baking. Exactly. Yeah. And Jake's guitar part is too cool on it for us to skip. Um, but yeah, we've got a bunch that are maybes, and some that are higher up. But yeah, I think the only one that we really wanted to go on that one was the one that Beck wrote like a week later. Um, yeah, and I'm, we we play that all the time. Yeah, I'm super excited that we're going to be able to play that and have a recorded version of it here. Yeah, because that one actually happened. It was none of us were together, and I just sent in. Oh uh, yeah, good idea. oh yeah, that, that started with your guitar. Yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah. I've had the lyrics like ready immediately. And it, it, it was like I don't know if it was in my inbox the next morning or what it was, but it was so quick turnaround time for yeah. sending that riff, and then the whole thing was there, and it was like, damn, this is yeah. Awesome. It was immediately yeah. once once Beck took kind of his really cool guitar riff, and we were all on board of we all immediately knew how it should go. Yeah, and Beck went and put it together, and we're like, bang, he nailed it. So then we're like, damn, wish we wrote that three yeah. weeks ago so well, we could have done it Thunder. It's good. Uh, it's good to yeah. have uh have the yeah. you know the next thing on on Absolutely. Yeah, to have some ready to record magazines yeah, exactly. on the yeah. best there. But well, yeah. also That's better than having to pull some songs in that ah, this really is not exactly. really good. Yeah. 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 But I think it was honestly a huge step in our uh, songwriting ability because we really match yes. lyrics with Which melody. I want to start doing more too, and I know Absolutely. you do. Yeah. But like matching melody to vocal lines and like matching the instruments along with it I think is such a cool thing to do in music um, and that's what the I Don't Want to Wait song is yeah, and it's super and fun I remember like at the time I was listening to a lot of Black Keys because they just came out with mm-hmm. that new album they do, they that, do that a lot, lot. and a lot yeah, of a their lot. stuff is like you know the lyrics follow that melody mm-hmm. however they do it so I yeah I'm I'm super pumped for yeah. you can do some more of that we've been, we've been trying to kind of we're still in like now in our writing phase too because I mean, I can't, I can't wait to get back to Thundersound and do some more. So we're just kind of trying to finish a whole third project, basically, at this point. Um, and so I think that's kind of my favorite part um, is when we get all get together and just mess around and, hey, I've got this idea, this guitar riff could be cool. Or Beck comes in and is like, I have a full song and it's going to be the best song we've ever done. And we're like, all right, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I love when that happens. I'm playing for you next, for you next practice. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also, the best thing about when we go and record, well, the best and worst thing is that when we go and record and we have a night like we had that first night at Thundersound where we're stayed up for forever and like that's where some of our best ideas come, you know, because mm-hmm. you just, I mean, we were stranded on an island with that's just, whiskey dream. Exactly. just okay. musical stuff around us. And it was, well, how often do you get a chance to really oh, yeah. do something like that where it's just you all, you're locked never. in, there's nowhere yeah, to go? Never. never. That's why we were Literally so excited, never. especially for Thundersound that we got to stay on site like for three days. It's, I mean, it was like a vacation, but we're just recording. It reminds me. Yeah. It reminds me of our, our, our buddies from turn three. They, they, yeah, just saw him the other day. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so the fact that they take, they consciously take a weekend, a long yeah. weekend, band vacation, band vacation, they call it, and go right. They'll, they'll rent some cabin and see. We want to do that, but we've one, actually been talking about doing that forever. Well, yeah. <laughs> well it, it's, you know what it is. It's one weekend playing a gig. You take that money instead yeah, of split it, that's and that's true. hey, that's our cabin weekend down in the, in Tennessee. In the middle of February, when it's a uh, forty dollars a night because yeah, yeah. nobody else comes up here, we've I mean, we've it, been talking about that forever. Yeah, and I yeah. want to bring my whole like mixing board and just really like also work in like video production. I want to almost like document the experience too. Yeah, talk oh, to you that'd be cool. This. I would love to. Please, uh, but yeah, like I want to do a whole thing of you know the we the weekend in the cabins uh, filming us. I've got nice yeah. M- personally mixed things behind and then the scenes and behind like, the scenes of where it started beautiful cinematography and whatever and then boom here's the full album of us at Thunder Sound doing it for real yeah. how it came to be like I think that'd be sweet um, we'll do that I mean we'll, yeah, we'll find we'll a time this summer sure. or whenever um, but yeah <laughs> thank you for reminding us because yeah. we'll, we'll have to play yeah. <laughs> so our listeners that want to follow you where they can, where can they find you uh, Instagram at the Highlanders, Highlanders Band, Band. com. I mean, we're on Facebook for the our, our older fans, but um, the majority of our are a shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's how it is. If there are followers are in, interested in Bitcoin, we're also on Spotify, Apple Music, just uh, the Highlanders, YouTube. Yeah, oh, we are on YouTube now. Yeah. We'll probably you and or too. <laughs> Yeah, Pandora, Deezer, Jay Z's Deezer, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll have some more stuff on YouTube. We just we haven't done much video really. Um, I want to do some some more of that, and then we'll. I think we, you all, when you post them on YouTube, it goes to ours as well somehow. 
Um, well, if you made a playlist, yeah, yeah that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. so we yeah. made a playlist and had the other ones. Cool. So, yeah. um, what but yeah, you one think you know, the, uh, yeah, I was gonna, were you gonna ask about the Thunder Sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah when's that? Yeah, those will be, he said he's gonna slowly release those January. Um, so any minute now, but yeah, we did, we did three songs, uh, at Thunder Sound live with the, the video team. I'm not oh, sure cool. if I mentioned that. Yeah. Um, and so that was really cool. And so that's, you know, full studio recorded, but it's all live one take. So we did three of those songs. And so those will be released, I think, January. Um, that was that was really fun to do. That's what's also making me want to do more videos because it's not that hard, you know. You can get us together in my basement. I can make it look decent and you know run some yeah, sound and, and and it was funny to have three guys with cameras mounted. Oh, dude, it was so it was so <laughs> awkward. <laughs> it's weird. Like so, next sang the first song. I was like, Sounds oh, this like is really my cool. Old days, you know. But what I'm then saying? the the second song when it was <laughs> I was singing. You've got I had two guys right here with cameras on me from different angles moving around, and I was like, I forgot the words for one part of it, and so oh, yeah. but it was live, so like. It's on there. But yeah, like the second <laughs> verse, I started on the third and then caught myself because I was just thinking of these dudes sticking their cameras in my face. Uh, but yeah, cameras, I mean, it was, it was cameras, fun. But it, it, it gets you. But yeah, we're excited for that. <laughs> well, tell us, we'll go out with uh, Dangerous Man. We've talked about it a little bit, but tell us a little more about that. That was another one where I wrote it and I was like, I got a, I got a banger for you boys. Uh, that was, I mean, a long time ago. I was still lifeguarding. Uh, but I was sitting in the chair one day and I'd been listening to a lot of Gary Clark Jr. And I just had it like written in my head, like all the lyrics. And I was trying so hard not to forget because I was still like working and obviously I have to watch water and make sure kids don't drown. <laughs> but so I was just like singing it over and over in my head, trying not to forget. Um, and then we messed around with it for a little bit and finally just relatively recently got it um, to where we play it live and yeah, recorded it, it. That one was... Jay that- loved that one, but... Jay did love that one. That he said that was his favorite one on our album, and that one was also kind of a one that I didn't ex. Yeah, yeah, I'll pass it over. Uh, I didn't expect it to be as big as a hit of it as it did. One Spotify put it on their playlist, um, one of their own playlists, which was nuts. I got an email and it was like, "What?" Spotify added you to one of their editorial playlists, and it was called like "POV You Sold Your Soul to the Devil" or something. I thought it was Weird like spam. Name. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's like you know, it's that classic blues bit. But uh, I thought it was like a spam email, but it was from my like Spotify artist account. And then I saw it and it was like, yeah, playlist by Spotify. And so we got, I can't tell you how many, like like multiple thousands a week uh, of streams just from that song uh, for a bit. And nice. so that was really surreal no for that shit. to happen because awesome. I kind of thought for a smaller band that, you know, you get to submit, I think, one song every once in a while or every release to um, Spotify to be reviewed for a playlist. And I thought that just like never really happens. But it did. It so, does happen, huh? Uh, yeah, we were very happy with that. And then uh, that became one at sh- live shows, too, that people were singing along to and, you know, giving us kind of that stank face up front. And really, uh, <laughs> Cole and I feed off that energy a lot. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of fun on that one. But. No, that one's good. I remember you, um, it was like after you had kind of texted me and I had came down. It was right before our first, like, full burst, oral show all together. I had probably spent maybe, like, three or four hours with you just in your basement, like running through everything you already had. And you teaching me that song and I knew right away. I was like, yeah. that's that's my favorite easily. That's a, that's a keeper. Let's check it out. Man, we appreciate you guys coming back in Absolutely. and talking to us last hour. We'll Thanks be back next year. Well, here we go, Dangerous Man. True colors have been shown When I saw you last night with him You kept blowing up your phone
said he hadn't been around I turned the TV over to the news I saw the young man got shot down Well, put one and one together The answer is found I'm the one that shot that poor boy down Get a little-